Hello there. This is Benny. And this is Kyle. And you're listening to The Doctor's Watcher. The podcast that is eventually going to be about every episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I feel like logistically there's a probably a non-zero chance that we might not actually finish every episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> But we'll have fun with it in the meantime. <laughs> we will. We will at least talk about every doctor. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if we have at least talked about every doctor in some. No, we haven't. We've talked about like the modern ones, and then like the first one, and then yeah, the classic ones are all sort of a blur, except for the fourth, of course. Who's yeah? Everyone's I don't really like know iconic doctor. Much about most of them. Hi, Matilda. You're yeah, it's back. gonna be interesting. I keep thinking like when we're gonna switch to the second Doctor and how how it's gonna be suddenly having a new protagonist, but having that protagonist still be the same protagonist. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, it's weird. gonna be interesting. It's not... I guess we we've switched one companion so far, but that's the only the only cast change we've had really. Yeah, and I've been thinking about that too, where like when, when Ian and Barbara aren't around anymore, I might almost find that more more upsetting than when we get a new doctor, because then we at least still have the doctor, mm-hmm. but with Ian and Barbara, it's like, oh dang, there goes Ian and Barbara. I do feel like when they leave, it's going to be a bigger change than Susan leaving. Yeah, I mean, they did, I mean, <laughs> they, they kind of replaced one... Um, teen girl character with another teen girl character <laughs> in many ways an improvement i mean no no yeah on susan but uh yeah yeah i love susan but but i think vicky is a bit of an improvement yeah um yeah other than that how's things going well i am currently or my house is currently in the middle of upheaval and chaos. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I, I could time, hear, hear evidence of it when I was talking to your partner the other day. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, we were recording on a Saturday, and none of that, none of the stuff that would cause audio evidence is happening on the weekends, which is nice. <laughs> You're being so um, mysterious about what's <laughs> happening in your house. <laughs> yeah we are we're having our kitchen renovated dear listeners and hopefully by the time you all listen to this knock on wood it should very much be done but it is currently very much not done and so we actually don't really have a functional kitchen at the moment and (laughs) our kitchen like using getting a lot of use out of your microwave these days (laughs) yeah you know, we've ordered takeout a few times, but yeah, the other complicating factor is that the kitchen is like the main way to get to basically the back half of the house. Uh-huh. So we mostly just <laughs> haven't really been going back there because otherwise, the other way to get to it is like, the yeah, whole building. Go out the front door and around the building and in the back door. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, a. Uh, I've seen pictures of, you know, the um, mock-up of what it will look like. And it looks like it's going to be pretty cool. And uh, Yeah, we're pretty excited about it. Yeah. Yeah, at the moment, the, the demolition it was complete. The asbestos removal has been completed. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> and they have done, I guess they've done most of the new, like, electrical and plumbing work. But... Th- yeah, I think they're going to put up drywall next. Then there is going to be a, an inspection of the electrical and the drywall. And then I'm not sure what's after that. Probably floor, maybe. Wow. Dang. All right. Well, good luck to you. <laughs> Indeed. I think before we start our episode, it's also worth mentioning that we're recording this um, shortly after the uh, <laughs> to, to switch topics here, but shortly after the uh, the invasion of Ukraine by Russia, um, and I, I, uh, not that we really have a whole lot to contribute to that situation, other than to say that you know we we, we support Ukraine and 
if you can, listeners, do anything to help there. You know, there's um, organizations you can donate to, uh, anything you can do like that. We would appreciate it for what it's worth. Yeah. Uh, this episode comes out. Um, well, while Kyle's looking for the date, I, I think we can mention that this serial uh, is about the Crusades, which is about, of course, uh, a group of people who invade the home of another group of people because they feel like they have the right to it and they feel like they, you know, deserve to own that that territory more than the people that live there. Um, and that sure sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it does indeed. Yeah. So this episode comes out on June 4th. So who knows? You know, I can't predict whether the active conflict will still be going on by then or not, but yeah, whether it is or not, better, I'm sure. Worse. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there will be ways that our listeners can help. Yeah. If they, if they have the ability to do so. Yeah. I mean, I suspect you haven't waited until the doctor's watcher podcast tells you to, to do something. So for everything that our listeners have done so far, um, thank you. Yeah, for sure. Well, this is, note, yeah. Speaking of military aggression and invasions, <laughs> <laughs> This is the 25th episode of season two, yes. appropriately named the Warlords. <laughs> oh, yeah. And this episode is another missing episode. I, you know, we've mentioned earlier that this serial had some missing episodes, so you can't really watch it on BritBox. You have to find some other ways to watch it. This was a missing episode. So the way I watched it was via Telesnap reconstruction telesnaps that's such a good name that, that sounds like it could be the name of a technology within the doctor who universe <laughs> doctor fire up the telesnap reconstructor as you can see here on the telesnap fortunately i caught it on a telesnap <laughs> <laughs> do you recall our cliff dingler we had a heck of a cliff dangler uh, i do remember i was editing this about a week ago and i was like oh damn um, as you know, I was reminded of it, of course, when we listening to the episode to edit it. Um, well, first what happened was Sir Ian got accosted by some bandits. And while he had one in hand being, uh, the person of action, a bandit that he didn't see kind of, you know, sucker punched him or cold clocked him or, or something. Anyway, they, they, these bandits got the better of Ian. Um, but our more pressing cliff dangler uh, is Barbara's situation, which is not great, where Al Akir, um, who is a gross, terrible dude, um, being, of course, the, the kind of stock stereotypical portrayal of a Middle Eastern villain in this 1960s British serial, um, he's got Barbara, and he seems to have some pretty gross intentions in terms of what happens next. So, yep. We're, yep. we're dangling on that cliff. We pick up right where we left off. Alec here continues to taunt Barbara, and he ends up paying the guards who captured her. You know, like paying them for the job well done, basically, of capturing her. Uh -huh. and then proceeds to complain that now he's spent time and trouble on her and gold. Mm. And she uses the opportunity to knock the gold pieces out of Elakir's hand, and then she runs out of the room while the guards scramble to, like, get the gold off the ground until Elakir yells at them to go to go after her. Awesome. Well done, Barbara. Person of action. This is the second time she's escaped him, which, like... Yeah, uh, totally. I hope... Well, first of all, I, ho I hope it works this time and she gets away. Um, second of all, um, it's... Uh, 
yeah, this guy sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it sucks that she's been captured by him twice. Um, and I hope that, uh, yeah, I hope she gets away. Maybe Sir Ian can help out. He, he needs to contribute here. Yeah. I, I just bet he needs to get away from the bandits first. But, um, yeah, Barbara, person of action, also, uh, is, I think, can, can if the, the writers allow it, can make her escape. Um, or possibly that that guy that she was working with the other day. Um, he might, oh, right. she might uh, be back up him. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know he he's got his own troubles, but um, maybe everyone can sort of like you know unite the party, get the party back together, and and do something about this Alakir guy. I will say that given that this was a telesnap reconstruction, I'm only like. 85 to 90 percent sure that her escape happened exactly how i described it but she definitely did escape that that's kind of a classic you know like when you're trying yeah. to get away then you like grab grab a bunch of coins or something or money and bills and throw them in the air like hey everyone right. payday and then like when everyone's scrambling, the guards you, all scramble and yeah. yeah we cut to another room which is the room that elikir's harem or harem as they say hangs out in and the two guards come rushing into this room shortly before elakir himself arrives and says that he'll have their hands and feet for entering this room but first they should go find barbara yeah, listeners, you didn't think that we'd have mentions of harems in this uh, 1960s British um, serial without seeing them, because you gotta, you got to orientalize your Middle Eastern villains, um, and what better way to do it? Yeah. Yeah, so these two guards get sent off. They continue their search for Barbara out in the rest of the palace or whatever. While Elakir explains to all these women that a prisoner has escaped, and one of the women says that... No one has stepped in here, my lord. No man would dare, except your guards just now. I, I think that's how we know that Barbara is hiding out amongst them. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah, apparently men aren't allowed in this room. Like, these two guards are going to lose their hands and feet for it. Yeah, but, but, but also uh, she very specifically said no man would dare. Right. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Elakir explains that the prisoner was a woman and that he has a nice ruby ring for anyone who sees this prisoner and reports her to him. Don't, and, don't anybody knock out Barbara now. Uh-huh. With that, yeah, he leaves. Of course, as soon as he leaves, it is confirmed that, yes, Barbara is indeed hiding <laughs> in this room. Uh-huh. We will hide you here. We all hate him. You will be safe. No one here will betray you. Damn, I feel real bad for these, these women. Yeah. We cut over to the desert, where Sir Ian is on the sand. He's, like, laying on his back on the sand. His legs and arms are spread eagle, and they're tied to stakes in the ground. Bummer. And he is telling his captor that he'll pay him if he takes him to Lydda, but his captor, Ibrahim, doesn't believe him. Ibrahim believes that Sir Ian is rich, based on his clothing, but Ibrahim also believes that Ian, Sir Ian is not going to share his wealth. Well, Sir Ian's got to roll higher on his persuade check there. Yeah. So, Ibrahim pours some honey onto Sir Ian's wrists. Oh, uh, we're, we're, we're going for the old classics here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pours a little bit more honey onto Sir Ian's chest, and then he pours like a nice little line of honey over to a nearby anthill. Uh-huh. And, of course, Ibrahim's plan is to sit in the shade of a nearby tree and dream of all the treasures he'll get when the ants find Sir Ian. I don't know how this is going to result in him getting more treasure, though. Yeah, I wasn't really sure about that either. Like, I mean, maybe at this, he'll, he'll get yeah. jollies from watching these, these ants, like, you know, sting Ian to death, but... Uh... He's not going to get any money out of that, <laughs> unless he's planning on charging admission. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I guess the best I could come up with was maybe he thinks that Sir Ian, like, has money and just has to be tortured into giving it to him or something. Oh, gotcha. But, yeah, I don't know, like, why why doesn't he just kill him and take the money? Yeah. But, yeah, who knows? Sir Ian is is currently, like, tied down to stakes in the ground, so, like, he even if he had money, he couldn't, like give it to Ibrahim. Yeah. All Ibrahim can do is like torture him until he says that he'll give him some money. And then as soon as Ibrahim unties him, Ian, Sir Ian can just go like all person of action on his ass. Yeah. It's just that he hasn't, uh, Ibrahim hasn't fully thought this one through. Yeah. That seems like it might be the case. We cut from this over to Vicky in the palace and she is arguing with the Lord of Leicester, who is apparently trying to question her. He, like, you know, he doesn't trust her because she was deceiving them and dressing as a boy earlier. Man, you, you, you gotta get with the times there, Lester. Yeah, seriously, dude. Doctor comes in and starts accusing Lester of being a bully. Yeah, I mean, the doctor which, would know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it takes one to know one. I mean, it doesn't really, but... Yeah, that's kind of... Well, <laughs> but it, it, in this case, it, it does seem to be... Um, I mean, the, doc, the doctor's gotten a little better, but he's... Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Richard shows up, King Richard, and he tells Lester that his questioning time is up. Go to your men, find out their quarrels and complaints, and mend them with the best words at your command. Ah, oh, yes. M- middle management. I recognize it well. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Lester says that his men understand fights and Richard says to tell them that there's probably going to be one coming up. Uh, well, all right. Yeah. Lester of course seems pretty excited about this and heads off to tell his men. I'll turn them from a rabble into victors once again, and we shall set a noise of sharpening and polishing till the ground fair trembles with sound of ax and sword against the whetstone. And the sun shall find a glittering home in every visor. Oh, and, boy. Dude, he's yeah. got a b- very specific thing that he likes there. <laughs> uh, I don't want to see Richard, his YouTube history. <laughs> King <laughs> Richard's just like... ASMR. Sorry, Kyle, go ahead. <laughs> King Richard's just like, oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, Richard's like, yeah, that seems like a totally normal and proportionate response to what I said. Richard reveals to Vicky and the doctor that he knows now that it wasn't the doctor who told Joanna about King Richard's plans to have her married off. He also says that Joanna's right and that he can't fight Rome. You know, she said basically that the Pope would never approve this marriage. Mm -hmm. And he's realized that she's right. And basically, the Joanna Dean ship is sunk. Oh, well. It was, it was so, a problematic ship to begin with. Yeah. Also, yeah, when you, when you said he, he realizes that, uh, that Joanna is right, I was like, oh, wait, wait, which, which part of her argument? And of course, it's not the part of her argument where she's <laughs> like, I don't want to be forced to marry some guy. Um, it's the part of the argument where she's appealing to the authority of right. uh, another rich white man who is in in these things more powerful than Richard. Right. Yeah. The part of the argument where the the political and religious male authorities would not approve. Yeah. Yep. And so, of course, with Safana off the table. The only option is to keep fighting. <laughs> the doctor and Vicky are both like, wait, hang on a sec. If you knew that it was Lester who told Joanna, not us, then why did you just fucking let him go now? Uh-huh. And Richard's like, we accept the impeachment. We are unjust to you to serve the greater good. <laughs> okay, well, I guess at least he admits it. Uh-huh. Yeah, he basically says that Lester is a pretty kick-ass fighter, so he's going to need him in the coming battle, and he can't afford to piss him off in the meantime. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, he is an asshole, but he he admits that he's an asshole. 
And I guess like in this case, he, he has a pragmatic reason, even if it's still a problematic reason. Yeah. He encourages Vicky and the doctor to temporarily GTFO. He says that they should head to Acre and just like chill there until like things calm down and the battle's over and whatever. And they agree that this would probably be a good idea. The doctor asks Richard if he can hold the city if he wins the battle. And Richard is not actually sure about that. Win the battle, lose the war. The greatest fear we have. We've come so close. I must see Jerusalem. I must. Uh, if all you wanted to do was see Jerusalem, buddy, I feel like there might have been an easier way. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know if tourism was really a big industry yet, but, like, it's got to start somewhere. Yeah. Maybe if you just show up and treat people with respect and pay them for their time. Um, yeah. Maybe that would have worked out a little better for you. I mean, Marco Polo turned out, like, he was having a pretty decent time. I mean... Relatively speaking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the doctor tells him that he will get to see Jerusalem. And when you look upon the city itself, you will be able to find the answer to the problem of this war. Huh. Cryptic. Mm-hmm. So Vicky and the doctor head out, and Vicky's like, uh, we're going to the TARDIS, right? Not to Acre? <laughs> The doctor's like, I, I kind of want to see Acre. <laughs> <laughs> doctor's like, As fast as our legs can carry us, my dear. All right, all right. <laughs> she asks him if Richard really will see Jerusalem, and he explains that he will, but only from a distance. He won't be able to capture it. Even now, his armies are marching on a campaign that he can never win. All right, well... Yeah, I guess I can't change history. I'm I'm not like that super familiar with all the details of the various crusades, but yeah. Yeah, I'm assuming probably 1960s British school children are at least somewhat more familiar with the crusades than I am. Or or you know, now now they're incentivized to go look them up. Yeah. But yeah, doctor says that they have to let history take its course. We briefly cut back to the desert where ants are starting to follow the line of honey. Sir Ian struggles to get free of his bonds, but he can't. The DC is too high. Mm. Maybe maybe if you can get some honey on the rope, <laughs> the ants will chew through the rope. <laughs> DM's like, roll with disadvantage on that one. <laughs> I don't know if these are chewing ants. These seem to be more stinging ants. <laughs> we cut back to the room with all the women that Elicure has presumably abducted. And one of these women is crying, but she explains to Barbara that they're tears of joy. All this time I believed that my father and sister were dead. And of course, it's true that they were... Oh, dang. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the, the elder daughter yep. that we heard about earlier. Yeah, this is Maimuna, who is the elder daughter of Harun ad-Din and older sister of Sophia. Cool. She had assumed that her father despised her now, since her abduction would have brought shame upon the family. No, 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 your, your, your father's a, a, a good dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Barbara reassures her that that's not the case. Yeah. He's, you know, he's been, he like, dedicated to trying to get her back and whatever. Maimuna reiterates her promise to hide Barbara. Alakir is a stupid animal. He will not think to search for you here. Well, you know, this is a problematic uh, depiction of, of, um, Anyway, yeah. <laughs> but given that this is our villain, you know, and just taking it for a moment as what it is, yes, good, good on, good on these women for hiding Barbara, and I hope this 
nasty, villainous man gets what's coming to him. Yeah, for sure. Survivors of London, the Daleks are the masters of Earth. Surrender now and you will live. Those wishing to surrender must leave a five-star review on iTunes and email the doctor's watcher at gmail.com or tweet at Dr. Watcher and obey orders received. Message ends. We cut back to the palace where Lester sends a soldier to follow Vicky and the doctor. The old man tried to poison the king's mind. He may be in the pay of the infidel Saladin. He may be worse. Some devil in a human form. The girl a witch. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know why you're saying that like a bad thing. I mean, like, I'd, I'd watch that show. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> the soldier is pretty worried about the possibility of Vicky being a witch, but Lester reassures him. Take courage, man. No black art withstands a well-placed sword. <laughs> all right sell down there conan <laughs> <laughs> we cut back to the desert where we've skipped ahead a little bit sir ian now has a few ants on the palm of his hand and carrion birds have started to circle overhead but it's very important to ask does he have any ants in his pants <laughs> thank, thank you for the pity laugh. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that too, listeners. <laughs> this is indeed this is the quality of the of show that you're uh, signing up for here. <laughs> he tells Ibrahim that he has gold that he'll give him, and Ibrahim asks him where this gold is, and Sir Ian says, "I boot." All right. Well, interesting. Uh huh. He rolls a 15 on his deception check. Oh, so not bad. Yeah, Ibrahim cuts one of Sir Ian's feet free from the restraints and pulls the <laughs> boot off. And, of course, there's there's nothing in it. There's no gold. So Sir Ian says, The other boot. <laughs> nice. And <laughs> DM's like, dude, roll deception again. <laughs> And this time, Sir Ian, or William Russell, I suppose, rolls in that 20. Nice. <laughs> DM's like, fuck you. And <laughs> Ibrahim cuts his other foot free. And of course, as soon as both feet are free, Sir Ian kicks Ibrahim away. Nice. And uses his new leverage to like pretty easily pull his arms free from like the stakes in the ground. Okay, well, and, um, Ian, I, I enjoyed that. That's that's clever. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> As we've speculated before, I don't know why this guy did, didn't just plan on searching Ian's body after he was dead. But having <laughs> already established that his plan was not well thought out, I enjoyed yeah. Ian's solution. <laughs> <laughs> so they start to fight. The DM's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I already have the grapple rules bookmarked in the DMG. <laughs> And it doesn't take long before Sir Ian has overpowered Ibrahim. Nice. Where is it? How far is it? Because you're going to take me there. Yeah. Ibrahim says that he lives in Lida himself. It's within walking distance. And Sir Ian's like, walking distance? Where the fuck is my horse? And Ibrahim's like, uh, my brother took it. The miserable thief. <laughs> I'm allowed to say it because it's my brother. <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah, like, how, how did they decide who who gets to do what? Like, one brother gets the horse, and the other one has to do the hard job of, like, you know, staking out Ian and watching him <laughs> like get stung to death by by ants. Like, come on, yeah, seriously. I, I suspect Ibrahim's the younger brother in this scenario. <laughs> the brother's probably like, dude, I knocked him out. I was the one who was like hiding off camera so he wouldn't see me. So I get first pick, and I pick the horse. 
And then Ibrahim's like, dude, but I had to be the one getting beat up. <laughs> Again, you did the easy job. <laughs> uh, but by the time he says that, the brother's already ridden off. <laughs> uh, spoken as someone with an older brother, as, <laughs> as we both are, I suppose. <laughs> Barbara is still trying to find a way to get out. She asks Maimuna about the layout of this building the, you know, Elikir's palace that they're in. And apparently the hallway outside of the harem room leads to a balcony, which overlooks a courtyard, but it's pretty high up. There is a tree in the courtyard that might or might <laughs> not be reachable from the balcony, but also the courtyard is continually guarded. Also, if you look at the uh, the courtyard from an angle, all of these things happen to line up perfectly on a 2D-like flat plane. <laughs> and some parts uh -huh. of the tree look more solid than others. And, you know, if you hold down B while approaching them, your character will run and jump a little higher <laughs> toward the tree. <laughs> <laughs> so as, as Maimuna is explaining the tree interactions to Barbara... The woman who is supposed to be listening at the door as, you know, like the the inside guard of the harem or whatever, she slips out of the room. Oh, she wants that ruby ring. Yeah, apparently so. We also see at this moment, the camera shows us that outside the palace gates is Harun Ed-Din hiding. Oh, cool. Good. I'm, I'm glad he's here. Yeah, for sure. We we just see him outside the gates, and then we cut to Alakir, who is yelling at the guards who have continued to fail to find Barbara. I know it's like the, you know, classic Skeletor Cobra Commander thing of just like constantly berating your guards for their failure, but I I kind of have to wonder, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> how, how effective as a is this as a management strategy? <laughs> yeah. You know, like these guards were hired in the first place. Like, did you, did you not train them? Yeah, exactly. Or... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, it must be one of his KPOs to ensure the, the, the successful performance and, and uh, accomplishment of his guards. You'd think, I don't know, maybe, Maybe they've got strange incentive structures and it's actually one of his KPOs to yell at the guards. Maybe he just thinks that yelling works. <laughs> Have you tried anything else? No, I think I'm going to stick to yelling. <laughs> <laughs> his management strategy is interrupted by the arrival of the woman from the harem, who, of course, says that... He said something about a ruby ring. Ah, uh, groan. And then it cuts away, like, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Sir Ian and Ibrahim have arrived in Lydda, and they find a dead guard outside Elakir's palace. Cool. I see, I see Haroon hasn't wasted any time. <laughs> uh-huh. Sir Ian starts taking the guard's sword and Ibrahim asks him why and Sir Ian's like, dude, you should always loot the body. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, I right-clicked on it and uh, the sword was right there and so I had to add it to my inventory. Uh-huh. No, he actually explains that Elakir is holding a friend of his so he needs to go save her and Ibrahim's like, dude, Elakir mega sucks and he'll kill you. It's like, I, I may be, you know, a bandit who was fully like prepared to torture you to death <laughs> a few hours ago, but this dude, this dude sucks even worse. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, Sir Ian's like, wait, like, why do you think that he mega sucks? Uh huh. And Ibrahim basically explains that. Elakir has greatly consolidated the city's wealth into the hands of the 1%, which is Elakir. <laughs> that works out. Now, 
basically everybody else is too poor to steal from. Yeah, he's like, man, I may be a bandit, but you should see the job market. Like, <laughs> did not have a lot of options. Uh-huh. Yeah, when all all the wallets that you pickpocket just, like, release moths when you open them, <laughs> then... Yep. Yeah. Little little tiny monoptera fly out of them. <laughs> <laughs> if you rid the world of him, you will be remembered as a savior. I shall not betray you. Oh, cool. That seems like a pretty good deal. Uh-huh. Sir Ian says that in that case, maybe Ibrahim can help him. And just at that moment, the local shipyard finishes construction and launches the good ship Sir Ian Ibrahim. <laughs> Ian Ibrahim, I love it. Ibrahim? <laughs> no, I think, I think Ian Ibrahim has to be. <laughs> Uh, and I, I always like that RPG trope where somebody who was an enemy earlier in the game joins your party. Yeah, totally. Sir Ian asks Ibrahim to steal Elakir's horses from the stables. And Ibrahim is totally into this idea, thinks it's going to be great, and heads off to take care of it. Nice. Well, he's a bandit. He's got a lot of points in steel. <laughs> Back in the harem room, Maimuna is warning Barbara that this other woman has betrayed her and probably she should GTFO, mm-hmm. but it's too late. Oh. Elakir bursts into the room. He starts threatening everybody, but before he can get too far into his threats, he dies when a sword is run oh, through shit. him from behind. Nice. <laughs> uh, I like how you revealed that. <laughs> so he falls and reveals Harun Ed-Din behind him. Excellent. I was hoping. I mean, you know, as, as much as we're, we're hoping for some Ian action as well, uh, I, I, I think Harun had the, the first the prior claim to that kill. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And to be clear, while we don't normally like uh, condone the the use of violence, and especially uh, lethal violence, to solve problems, I, I, I think in this case, this is a pretty nasty dude. He kind of had it coming. Yeah, yeah, I think whether or not we condone it, he definitely had it coming. Exactly. So Harun rushes into the room. He embraces Maimuna. He tells Barbara that Sophia is okay and safe. She told me of your sacrifice. I came here to give my life for you, my lady. Oh. Barbara asks how he got in, but before he can answer, the woman who betrayed Barbara enters the room, and she screams when she sees Elakir dead on the ground, and she's immediately followed by Sir Ian entering the room, and then two guards rush in a moment later, but Sir Ian and Haroon very quickly kick the guards' asses. I was going to say, two guards? <laughs> uh, I think at that point it was just like, well, we've gone a while without, uh, without some action, so just going chuck to a, chuck a couple quick guards in there. Yeah, so they get their asses kicked, and all of the women of the former harem start gathering menacingly, around the one who betrayed Barbara as Ian, Barbara, Harun, and Maimuna all rush off. Okay. Wow. Man, I'm glad everyone got out of there. <laughs> yeah, of, for sure. All, all of our, our peeps. I was I was a little worried for Harun um when he was you know, when we saw him out there alone. Um but I apparently had nothing to worry about. He he's <laughs> got it under control. <laughs> Sir Ian pays Ibrahim with a bunch of gold that is, of course, stolen from Elakir. And Ibrahim says basically that, like, now that Ian has stolen all this gold and given it to him, that they're truly brothers now. (laughs) We're bandit bros. (laughs) And with this, they part ways. The USS Sir Ian Ibrahim returns to home port and its run was brief but successful. Yes. 
and since this was telesnaps, we don't know how much their looks lingered on each other as they were like parting ways. Um, whether they like, you know, clasped hands and then like, you know, had trouble letting go at the end and then maybe their fingers brushed each other's as as they were like turning away. Uh huh. And then they each turn and look over their shoulder one last time. Oh, but at different times so that neither one knows that the other one had looked. Oh, my heart. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> So Sir Ian and Barbara ride off on the stolen horses while Ibrahim laments about how much money the, I guess it would be the HMS, Sir Ian Ibrahim could have made with Sir Ian's honest looking face. (laughs) Well, one reason that he looks so honest is because he is. <laughs> and so yeah, I don't I don't think banditry would have worked out for him. Plus he's only been a knight for like a day. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and how quickly did he get captured and staked down in the desert on his mm. first mission as a knight? Yeah. Yeah. In the woods, Vicky and the doctor are hiding behind some bushes and watching all of the soldiers that are between them and the TARDIS. These are crusaders? Yeah, these are the soldiers that Lester sent, apparently. Dang. I guess the TARDIS was located in the same direction as Saladin's camp, so apparently the soldiers decided that they must have been spies from Saladin, and now they have the entire woods surrounded. Well, okay. So the TARDIS, like, legit has writing on it in English. Like, <laughs> maybe it looks a little unusual for people in, you know, the, the Crusader times. But it is, like, demonstrably an English artifact. Yeah. Um but okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> it wasn't quite clear to me whether the soldiers had even seen the TARDIS or if they were just watching the Doctor and Vicky. Oh, okay. And I thought like they, 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 they might have been like specifically guarding the TARDIS. Okay. Yeah. Lester says that the shadows are their only friends, like Vicky and the Doctor's only friends. Dude, you're, you're making your enemies sound rad as hell. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> he thinks they can just, like, wait until the morning and then find him then. So, meanwhile, the Doctor and Vicky decide to just go ahead and roll some stealth checks and see how it goes and try to get to the TARDIS. Uh-huh. So... Vicky manages to reach the TARDIS door, but the doctor doesn't roll quite as well, and he gets caught by the soldiers. Oh, yeah, and we don't know if Vicky can get through the door on her own. Mm-hmm. Somehow, unclear from the telesnaps, Barbara is also there at the TARDIS door with Vicky. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and Lester is accusing the doctor of being a spy, and just at that moment, Sir Ian shows up, and basically says that, yeah, the Doctor is a spy for Saladin, and that he, Sir Ian, Knight of Jaffa, has been looking for him to carry out his execution. Interesting. That's that's some quick thinking there. I, I dig that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I can see how this could go wrong, but it's worth <laughs> a shot. <laughs> Lester really wants to do it himself, but Sir Ian's like, dude... This fucking old man got my friends ambushed in this forest a few episodes ago. He's like referencing the injured knights from the first episode of the serial. Okay. And Lester's basically like, all right, yeah, that's a a stronger claim. Like, you should be the one to kill him. (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) The doctor asks for a last request, which is to take a final look at the city of Jaffa and Lester grants it. So the doctor and Sir Ian wander off, I'm guessing presumably toward a hill overlooking Jaffa, but also toward the TARDIS, where Vicky and Barbara are waiting. Ah, clever. And yeah, they all laugh and rush into the TARDIS, and the knights like overhear them and come looking for them and arrive just in time to watch the TARDIS dematerialize. Nice. I like that. We will not speak of this. Let this story die here in this wood, or we'll be branded idiots or liars. Poor Sir Ian, brave fellow. 
spirited away by fiends. What dreadful anguish and despair he must be suffering now. Cut to group hug, Barbara smooches Ian, and then they all have a nice meal. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, yeah. We cut to joke time on the TARDIS. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Uh Classic way to end an episode. Sir Ian is telling the doctor that if he makes any more quips about his knighthood, he'll carry out the execution. (laughs) And the doctor says that he thinks that Sir Ian has earned a good night's rest. Excellent. (laughs) Oh, oh, I love it. The doctor says that the TARDIS will materialize when it's ready. A.K.A. he doesn't know when or where. (laughs) Right. Barbara says, Yes, and uh, where it like. Uh huh. <laughs> Barbara and I are on the same, w- same wavelength here. The doctor's like, Oh, my dear young woman, why don't you go and have a cup of tea or something? <laughs> <laughs> Which I'll join I you, get- Barbara. <laughs> uh huh. I guess that's like the polite British way of telling her to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> why, don't you have- why don't you go have a cup of tea? <laughs> but just then, the control room lights dim and the background hum gets quieter and Ian wonders what's happening and the doctor says that he doesn't know and then everyone just kind of like stands very still as if they were frozen as the camera pans around the control room and the words next episode the space museum appear on screen. Excellent. That sounds very promising as an episode. Also, uh, as you were watching these IntelliSnaps, I, I assume that like maybe that was there like a, a um, screen direction printed on the the video that said they all stand still, or how? Otherwise, how would you know from a telesnap? Um, no, actually, this final scene. Or maybe just the final few moments. I don't quite remember how much, but the last bit of the episode is in full motion. Oh, because if they have the next episode and they start the next episode by playing the end of the previous, I gotcha. Right. So yeah, I'm I'm guessing that's the only reason that 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 the full video of it exists. But yeah, we actually get motion for the end. (laughs) Uh, Very cool. Just in time Which, to yeah, know what's happening. <laughs> is, is handy given that the cliff dangler is that they're not moving. <laughs> yep. Well, cool. All right. Another another serial in the bag here. So, uh, Kyle, um, should I ask my traditional end of serial question? Indeed. All right, Kyle, would you recommend to our beloved listeners that they go watch The Crusades? Whew, so... This serial really has ups and downs. Uh-huh. On the upside, Ian gets knighted. Yes. And we interact with a famous historical figure. Several, yes. And there's a remarkable lack of annoying beeping noises. <laughs> what a relief. <laughs> <laughs> but, of course, on the downside, there is just so much inherent racism and colonialism and orientalism in this serial. Yeah, yeah, I kind of had a feeling that might be one of the things that you pointed out here at the end. Yeah, there there might be even more than Marco Polo or the Aztecs. (laughs) It's hard to really say. Oh, we're we're just hitting the the bottom of that barrel and we're digging. (laughs) We're bringing up splinters. Yeah, and yeah, so there's all that. I will also say that Barbara's plotline is a real mix of person of action and damsel in distress. Uh-huh. Uh, Vicky and the doctor didn't really have a whole lot to do. Their plot lines kind of involved a lot about who was going to wear what clothing. <laughs> uh-huh. So, yeah, I guess I would end up saying that, like, the serial was fairly entertaining, but... It wouldn't necessarily be like topping my list of serials that you should watch, mm-hmm. especially given that you can only like properly watch half of it anyway. Yeah. Two of the four episodes are going to be telesnaps. Yeah, not even on BritBox. Yeah, 
BBC, please sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Problematic. I mean, I guess in some ways we should be glad that we had like Haroon. Um, we had his daughters. We had like, you know, Saladin seems to be cast in the light of someone who's like an honorable opponent or whatever. Right. But, yeah. yeah bleh, no, I'm just not. Yep, kind of what we expected, and that's what we got. So, yeah, pretty much. Um, but as I was saying, looking forward to this space museum. I think anytime you take something and you add space in front of it, it's just like I'm there. Like you know, yeah, the restaurant. I don't get a space, space restaurant. restaurant. Let's go. Here I come. <laughs> <laughs> and museums, museums are actually cool on their own. Yeah. So so yeah, yeah. looking forward to this one. Should we get to it? Yes. And we'll see you then, listeners. Bye. Bye. The Doctor's Watcher would like to thank Circuit 23 for the awesome theme song he made for us. You can hear it and the rest of his music at soundcloud.com slash circuit23. You can reach him at circuit.23 at gmail.com. I would like to thank Benny for listening to me talk about Doctor Who. And I would like to thank all you listeners for listening to Benny listen to me talk about Doctor Who. You can reach us by email at thedoctorswatcher at gmail.com and on Twitter at doctorwatcher. If you enjoyed the program, please tell all your friends and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you review your podcasts. Thanks for listening! I was right, my lord. You did have gold. I acquired it. <laughs> like I acquired the horses. Yes. <laughs> now you're my truly, truly brother. Ian, we must get back to the ship. Yes, yes all right. Go now. I shall take well, you. Don't go acquiring too many things. Eh? Ride well, my lord. May Allah go with you. Boom, such talent. He has such an honest face. He could have made a fortune.